Welcome to Ride With Us. Ride With Us. Presented by the American Coaster Enthusiasts, a group of super fans with a mission to appreciate, promote, and preserve roller coasters around the globe. Around the globe. It's time to keep your hands and feet inside the podcast at all times. Here's your hosts, Clint Novak and Chris Roberry. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Ride With Us podcast. My name is Clint Novak. And I am Chris Roberry. and goodness, we are still recovering from the awesomeness that was CoasterCon. Oh, but we got a whole lot to get to today, too, don't we, Clint? Oh, my God, I'm exhausted. Yes, we've got a lot to get to today. We've got a great lineup. Of course, we'll recap CoasterCon. We've got uh, a, a huge list of events that are coming up uh, in, the, uh, in the summer and fall months here that we'll get in our event rundown. Also, we have uh, Guy Nelson from uh, Dynamic Attractions or Dynamic Technology Groups, who is going to be talking about a uh, a new ride coming to Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. We're going to do a little bit of teaser with that uh, because we actually have that full interview in bonus content for all of our ACE members. But uh, we want to give you a little a little taste of uh, what that uh, interview is all about. So that'll all be coming up in our show today. Chris, are you ready? Let's do the Ace Event Rundown. Ace Midwest Region invites you to Hoosier Huracan at Indiana Beach in Monticello, Indiana, Saturday, August 14th, 2021. We'll enjoy two hours of ERT, a fascination tournament, a light meal, and more. Visit Ace's events calendar or the Hoosier Huracan Facebook event page to register online or download the event flyer. Also on August 14th, Take a break from the Texas heat with a trip to Ace South Central's day at Typhoon, Texas in Katy, Texas. Visit acesouthcentral.org to learn more. Or you could take the White Lightning 10K Challenge with Ace Florida at Funspot America. That's 16 rides in a row, by the way. Or you could visit Six Flags St. Louis for Ace Heart of America region's second Saturday informal meetup. New England roller coaster fans can attend Ace Plays at Canopy Lake Park in Salem, New Hampshire. And you can wrap up your weekend with Ace's Fall Fantasy informal meetup at Kennywood in West Mifflin, Pennsylvania. Get Rocky Mountain High the weekend of August 20th for Ace's Preservation Conference at Glenwood Caverns, Lakeside Amusement Park, and Elitch Gardens in Colorado. Don't forget, there's also a ton of Coasting for Kids fundraising events going on around the country and all proceeds benefit Give Kids the World. For a complete listing of all events, visit aceonline.org events. CoasterCon was crazy. Uh, you know, I didn't have a chance to uh, visit. Uh, I wanted to get up there for one or two of the days. I just wasn't able to. But I have been following all of the social media posts and everybody, what they've been doing. Uh, and it was just, it was a crazy week. It is so great to be able to get everyone back together. You know, there were 600 of us out there. Oh my That's God. crazy. That uh, is crazy. Got to visit Dorney Park, Knobles, Hershey Park, Dutch Wonderland. There's so many great parks around there. And then the stuff leading up to CoasterCon, like KennyCon over in, uh, well, Kennywood. Yeah. That was a fun event too. It really, it felt like everything was back to normal a little bit more. 
Yeah. You know? and, and it's so funny because well before CoasterCon actually took place, I was at like King's Dominion and running into people that uh, that were that were doing other stops that weren't part of CoasterCon. But they were just doing like a two-week trip instead of a one-week trip. And so uh, Six Flags America, we ran into people. They're like, oh, we're going from here. Then we're going to Six Flags uh, Great Adventure. And then we're going here. And then we're going to CoasterCon. It was like, that. it is awesome that they're able to do so much coaster traveling in, uh, you know, to take off two weeks to do that. I can't do that. I can't get one day off to go to CoasterCon. <laughs> well, I mean, you're kind of running a park. So, yeah. But I totally get that. And you don't realize just how coaster-dense that area is, but that Pennsylvania, New Jersey you know, it's called that Northeast, I suppose, right? It's really dense. You've got American Dream with those two indoor coasters, excuse me, three indoor coasters out there. You've got Great Adventure, which just opened Jersey Devil Coaster, longest, tallest single rail coaster on the planet. Thank mm-hmm. you very much. And it's getting rave reviews. And Pennsylvania has so many parks in it. I, I, I'm, I know that there has to be some stats on this, but Pennsylvania has to be close to the the state that has more coasters open than any other state, right? I mean, I know Ohio will have a lot too, but Pennsylvania has, I mean, Waldemere, Del Rosa, Kennywood, uh, uh, Idlewild, Knobles, uh, Dorney. Um, what am I missing? There's du- uh, was there's it Dutch top. Wonderland, Dutch Sesame Wonderland, Place, Sesame, Se- Sesame, Sesame Place, in Jersey. No, Sesame Place is in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. I'm almost positive. Yeah. Yeah, and you, right. you got Del Grosso's. Yeah, I got yeah. there. Uh, what about uh, oh, Lakemont? Uh, uh, Lakemont. Oh, you also have. Uh, wh- where's the one where uh, Ravine Flyer? Uh, did I already say that one? R- Valdemir. Yeah, uh, they're all over Pennsylvania. All over Pennsylvania. I'm telling you, it's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> I think I believe. And Dwayne from RCDB, give us a holler. Let us know because yeah. you would know this. I think California may have more coasters, but. No. You know what? Call me out in the in, uh, the comment section or send us an email and, and, and tell me why I'm wrong. Go ahead. <laughs> if, you know, tell Clint that he's, that he's wrong, that a Larson Looper is a, a coaster, and if I tell had to me guess, I'm wrong. Because if I had to guess, I would say Pennsylvania has more coasters uh, than any other state operating. All right. That's my guess. I mean, I know it's a crazy guess, but that's I would just throw that out there. Well, hey, if hey, anything, we hey. know for a fact that our fans, who are the most ardent and most educated in terms of the coaster community, when we get something wrong, they're going to tell us. They're going to tell us. Yeah. They're going to tell us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, here's a here's a silly and, and annoying fact, because since we're on silly, uh, crazy facts, do you know what state in the United States has more shoreline than any other state? Ooh, this is a very good question. I believe I know the answer, though. Are you ready for this? Yes. It's Alaska. It is not. What? It's Minnesota. No way. Yes. All because of the darn lakes. <laughs> Don't you know? I'll be darned. All right. All right. Now, way off topic. Way off topic. I'm going to throw another uh, fastball out, out at you. Uh, let's see here. Uh, what state is home to Hormel Chili? Oh, I buy it all the time. That's a very good question. Minnesota. Is it Minnesota? <laughs> I am full Shocker. of Minnesota history. All right, now I've done Where a little bit of research. Where is the biggest ball of twine? That's in Iowa, isn't it? It got moved back to Minnesota. <laughs> oh, did it get moved to Minnesota? Man, what the heck's going on up there? All right, so if only there was a way that while we were recording this podcast, there was some device that had all the world's knowledge built into it oh, you that cheated? we could utilize. Of course I cheated. <laughs> the state with the most coasters is... is California with 78. No! In a somewhat close second, 
Pennsylvania with 55. That's not a close second. How does California have so many coasters? Well, figure this. you got Magic Mountain. Uh-huh. You've got uh, SeaWorld. You've got Knott's. Each of them have at least 10 Disney coasters parks. there. Disney, two Disney parks, although yep. there's only two coasters or three in there. there. Yep. And then you've got California's Adventure, uh, uh-huh. Six, uh, Discovery Kingdom, okay. Santa Cruz Beach Boardwalk, Gilroy uh-huh. Gardens. Okay. And that's 78, my friend. No, there ha- it's, it has to be because of FECs. I'm putting my foot down. I bet you, I bet you family entertainment centers make up one-eighth of the coasters on that list. Well, first of all, I'm a communications major. I'm not a math major, all right? And you're asking me to do something that I'm really terrible at. So, how's this? I'll put out a challenge to our listeners. It would be, it would be seven coasters. It would be if seven you coasters. Believe, <laughs> if you believe Chris is correct, and so is Google, then send us an email, podcast at aceonline.org, and tell Clint exactly why he's incorrect on both the fact that California has more coasters and that Larson Loops are unfortunately not coasters. So, and if I'm wrong or you feel like you just want to get in an argument with me, you go right ahead. Just get in line. Podcast at aceonline.org. So basically, it, me and Chris are fighting today. That's it. That, whatever <laughs> it is, we're going to fight. about. The one thing we're not going to fight about is how great CoasterCon is. Let's, let's bring it back to CoasterCon. Well, that is one roundabout way <laughs> to get to that. It was an awesome event. It was wonderful to see everybody again, see your smiling faces. You forget how much you miss that. And we cannot wait to see everybody again real soon at the next CoasterCon, as well as the next ACE event, hopefully in your region. Yep. I, I always say it. Uh, my favorite part about going to parks is not the roller coasters. It's it's the friends and family. So No doubt. Uh, hanging out with everybody, seeing everybody, that is, that is my favorite part about going to parks. So You hear it a lot, and... For those who may not be ACE members, we, we call it an ACE family for a reason. Yeah, we squabble, <coughs> Clint and I, right now, but... <laughs> friendly competition, friendly arguments. When we see each other again or we talk to each other again, it don't matter. We're going to go talk coasters, we're going to go have fun, we're and gonna, we're just going to enjoy ourselves. We're going we're gonna to slow motion run into each other's arms and hug, and then we're going to slap each other for every time we were right. So, well, I, I didn't realize that we're doing Midway Mayhem fan bets now, and we're, we're doing slap bets. That's a slap whole new bets. thing. Slap Sarah, that bets. one's for you, by the way. Hope you're listening. Oh, my God. Oh, I, I had a chance to uh, see Sarah and uh, and Taylor and Midway Mayhem and, and all those guys over at the uh, the uh, Jersey Devil uh, 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 preview uh Really good coaster. Really enjoyed it. Uh, and it's really good. Again, it's good to see everybody. You know, uh, I, I it's, it was my first media day in like two years. And so to see everybody and be able to hang out with everybody. And uh, it was just, it was a good time. And the coaster, the coaster's good. I mean, I really enjoy it. It's a nice, smooth ride. I like smooth. Uh, I just, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's getting a lot of rave reviews. And as crazy as it might sound, 2021 may be a banner year for coasters because let's not forget there's still iron guazi there's still icebreaker there's still pantheon we got a lot of really high level stuff that's still coming down the pipeline so speaking of iron guazi that's very very interesting you bring that up we have a mini cast coming up in a few weeks where we're going to be talking about why we think uh, roller coasters like I- iron guazi and pantheon have not opened yet so that's coming up in a mini cast couple weeks from now that is what we call in the industry a tease my friends (laughs) that was brilliant absolutely brilliant 
When you think of the name Dynamic Attractions, a lot of amazing attractions come to mind. Soaring at Disney World, Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey at Universal Studios, and many more. Well, not technically roller coasters, roller coaster enthusiasts still flock to these amazing attractions because of their one-of-a-kind experiences that they produce. Today, I'm talking with Guy Nelson, the CEO of Dynamic Technology Group, uh, a subsidiary of Dynamic Attractions, about a new attraction being constructed in a well-known area that ACE members love to go to, and that is going to be Skyfly Soaring America, and it's scheduled to open later this year in the island in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. Mr. Nelson, welcome to the podcast. Nice to be here. So tell us about what the attraction is, what we're going to be able to expect out of this uh, coming to the island. Sure. It's a uh, it's a, one of our uh, flying theaters. It's a 39-seat theater, and um, which has been sized for that particular market. It's a, a, a full, typical uh uh, soaring experience um, where the where the uh, guests all go through a, a fairly uh, extensive pre-show. In this particular case, we've uh, we've put together a, a real fun uh, pre-show that immerses people into a, a time warp and then takes them uh, into a steampunk era and walks them through a, a, a pretty fun queue line and then into the show and and then they soar over America. Um, and so it's a, a the film's been put together um, over the last year by our crews, and uh, we're really excited about bringing it to market. So, okay, how is this going to differ from other flying attractions? Well, I think this one, uh, it, 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 we've, we've got uh, about 11, we've sold 11 of our own theaters all uh, around the world, and uh, it will be similar in, in, into our patented uh, um, um, theater, but we have a platform that you come in and you sit on and you strap yourself into, and the platform uh, brings you up into the, uh, the 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 curved screen. So in that sense, it's quite similar uh, to that. But once you're in flight, it's uh, it's a little different. Our our, our particular experience uh, gives a real good. Um, um, sense of flight, uh, uh, an illusion of flight forward, and uh, the music, uh, the motion, and the whole movie uh, has been uh, crafted in such a way as to really exhilarate the audience. And we're pretty sure that's what will happen in this case. Uh, why? Uh, why Pigeon Forge, Tennessee? Um, well, it's a, it's a very popular destination, as you probably do know. It's one of the most popular uh, national parks in the U.S. Um, most really visited uh, extensively. I think about 13 million, 11 million people, sorry, go there annually. Uh, and um, so that's one of the reasons. I think it's a drivable location to uh, roughly two-thirds of Americans can get there. The Chicago guys is a bit of a long drive, but uh, but still it's, a, it's accessible by car. It's a regional theme park, very popular theme park. It's the sixth most popular theme park in the U.S. So uh, it, it when I met the owners of... Tennessee. They initially were thinking of buying their own flying theater, and then when they realized um, the complexity that goes into making a, a flying theater turn into an, a, a world-class attraction, there's a difference. Uh, it's one thing to have the hardware; it's another to produce a show and the facility that really uh, creates the uh, type of entertainment that they want. It's a, it's a fairly high-quality park. As you have you been to Pigeon Forge at all ever? Oh, of and, course. And, uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, Gatlinburg, yeah. Pigeon Forge. I mean, it's amazing 
how many standalone attractions are in those areas. Uh, I work at Funland of Fredericksburg, and we built a multi-level go-kart track uh, first in the state of Virginia here. And when we were doing our scouting, you know, our, our design work of go-kart tracks, I told the owner, we need to go to Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. And he goes, that seems silly. Why would we go there? And I said, there are 38 go-kart tracks within a five-mile stretch. And most of those are independently owned. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it was yeah, just it's crazy yeah. how many uh, how many yeah. attractions are in that area. Well, and of course, there's just a lot of guests, a lot of tourists come, and and so that's one of the reasons we we went there. But I'd say the bigger reason was that we really the owners of the theme park uh, at the island uh, and and uh, my team all hit it off quite well, and um, so the partnership part of it be, be it was a, a natural extension of that where we said look you 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 bring the guests you bring the park you bring the the whole immersive experience of a theme park uh, uh, to the table and we'll bring the we'll bring the attraction and the movie and the uh, the music and the the film and the and the and of course the ride system which is quite unique and uh, that's what's happened and and we're both of us are very very excited about opening up and, and showing the world what uh, what a flying theater can be uh, experienced you know uh, the island at pigeon forge is a very unique area of uh, of uh, the Pigeon Forge in Gatlinburg area in the sense that it's not like a regular amusement park. You know, it's not gated, so you get to walk in, you get to experience all the different things. There's restaurants, there's a hotel, uh, you know, the Margaritaville Hotel is kind of above the, I'll call it uh, the midway, but uh, they would, you know, probably call it the shops and stuff like that. They have a, a fountain that does uh, uh, hourly shows, uh, of course, the big Ferris wheel as well. Um, but a lot of these, uh, there's some standalone attractions in there are you guys a standalone attraction yourself or how is that partnership working that's exactly right um it, because it's a it's a you mentioned it's not a, a gated thing uh, it's not a gated park uh, you come in and can uh, pay as you go if you will so it lends itself quite nicely to a partnership and, and carving out uh, a, a separate ticket uh, that to, to go on this particular attraction um similarly they have a separate ticket for the 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 uh wheel that's there and so it really lended itself to uh, um, keeping the accounting separate if you will um, and so uh, um, that, that that helped on, on uh, you know if it's a gated community it's a little more difficult uh, to um, carve out what the incremental amount is for uh, a partnership such as this when it comes to other rides and attractions in the industry, you know, we see a lot of these amazingly well-themed rides going into, uh, you know, the big ticket parks like uh, Universal and Disney. Is there a chance that down the road we'll see attractions uh, that aren't just the Flying Theater, but other uh, dynamic attractions coming to standalone areas like Pigeon Forge or maybe Myrtle Beach or, you know, the beach areas, the high touristy areas? Yeah, I think that's a really, really good question because I, you know, my sense is that they, you will see that, right? That uh, particularly in a post-pandemic world, right? The um, um, affordability question, um, although people have saved up so much, so much money from being housed in their basement for a year, they uh, they have pent up demand and, and extra money at this point. But uh, you know, there still is a, a a need to create value for clients and customers and and guests and regional parks will and do and have served that purpose very well. Uh, The uh, affordability of taking a a really uh, 
the types of rides that we do, the types of attractions that we create in the big parks, uh, will they go to the, the more regional parks? I think they will. I think the, uh, uh, the, there still is a capital cost element of it, right, that is a challenge, right, for smaller parks. It becomes more a question, I think, of how busy are the parks? How many people do come to the parks? And is there enough demand to justify uh, what what tends to be a pretty capital-intensive um, uh, uh, attraction development? What we're putting in Tennessee is uh, it works in the island because they get the numbers of people. They really, It's a really popular park. And so, but I think we'll see more of that. Uh, that would be my my sense of it. So I, I have I have a thought for you guys that I wanted to throw out there. Uh, you know, I've done several of these uh, uh, motion uh, theaters. I've done Soarin'. I've done, uh, you know, there's one at the Mall of America I was able to do. Um, is there any chance that down the line theaters like this could have almost like a, not necessarily a choose your own adventure, but uh, multiple uh, different uh, movies that you could select from or that, you know, uh, one day it's one adventure and the next day it's a different, totally, a totally different flight. Well, we have, we built that into our system, actually. Uh, the, um, the ability to use different movies for different uh, occasions, different times of the year. Uh, um, sometimes, uh, uh, rather than just play one movie all the time, all year long, as expensive as these movies are, uh, large format movies are getting a little more, a little more, more of a library for them. But they really do need programming against the the, the, the platform or the motion base, right? So. Uh, our particular theater has that option where you can pre-program uh, different movies into it and uh, depending on the time of day or the time of year or whatever, uh, select a different uh, viewing. So you, that increases ridership and, and repeat visitation as well um, in, in the parks. And so it's a, it's a uh, um, uh, I think you're going to see more and more of that as well. But the movies are expensive to make. So... You're not going to see, the, you know, they're, they kind of got to make their, uh, get the return on, on the amount of money that's spent on the particular movie. But, uh, but there will be, uh, um, I think, um, that option coming uh, more so in the future. And one one thing that is amazing about the Pigeon Forge Gatlinburg area is the Smoky Mountains and the uh, the the different uh, you know atmospheres and things that are going on there. Were you guys able to tie any of that scenery or any uh, flyovers of that area into this film? Well, I don't want to uh, oh. uh, sort of. Uh, yeah, I, 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 You're yeah, I want, the I want, attraction. I want you to come down and see the film for yourself. But uh, for sure, we start and end in in, uh, in the Smoky Mountains, as you would expect, right? So we did incorporate that into the movie um, and naturally. We've got some other things in there that are going to be uh, quite fun for people to uh, experience. But it really will be an opportunity for people to soar over uh, parts of America that uh, they otherwise might not get to with their family and. In a, in a very exhilarating way, right? The sense of flight is is quite immersive and quite uh, quite fun for eight to eighty year olds, right? So, um, um, I, I think that uh, the, the Smoky Mountains are a big part of it. We start and end there, but we don't uh, we don't just stay there. We we have this travel machine that takes us all over. I uh, I have a fear of heights. 
and normally uh, simulator rides or motion simulator rides they don't they don't you know scare me because they don't go high, but your attractions seem to well I make the mistake because I always look down and then that's when my fear kicks in. If you just look forward and into the screen like you're supposed to, it's not an issue. But uh, uh, you know I always love to push that fear of heights. But the uh, unique uh, environment that you guys are able to put the guests in really makes it one of the best uh, uh, one of the best style of attractions for a simulator ride out there. It's just really neat. So outside of that, what are you guys working on? What, what's the next big thing? Well, this is a big, this is a big year for us. I mean, we've, uh, I don't know if, how wise I was about six years ago, but we, we, we strapped on about a half a dozen different challenges of new ride systems that have never been built before. Um, at the same time and that's had uh, huge challenges to get through all that but uh, we've been able to work through the covid uh, um, pandemic uh, kept our, our plant running thankfully we had to do socially distanced uh, activities in, in the plant we had to go to shift work we had to do a lot of things that respected um, distance to stay open and fortunately we kept covid out of our plant um, but uh, this year, uh, it's culminating in, a, in a, about a half a dozen rides being opened up in various places from uh, Futuroscope. There'll be a motion theater going in there um, that will open it uh, towards the end of the year, I think around Christmas time. Uh, that will be one. We had one opening earlier uh, in um, uh, in uh, Osaka uh, that was to great fanfare. Can't really say which one because we can never tell you where we're, where we're working. But uh, in any event, it was a, a fun. Uh, uh, they're suffering a little bit from pandemic uh, lockdown again on the countryside, right? So. Uh, um, in Japan, I don't know if they're trying to get ready for the Olympics or it's, it's, a, it's a challenging part of the world right now there. But um, we've got another one opening up in China uh, this summer, a uh, big one. And then we've got uh, another one, two opening up in uh, Malaysia uh, uh, later this year. Again, somewhat affected by COVID, the park there. Um, you know, so it's uh, been a challenge to you know, mobilize our crews, our commissioning crews and quarantining and, uh, and there are incidents of uh, COVID and, you know, at the park. And so it, it's, it's been a, a real challenge to commission so many rides, so many rides. And we've got another one that uh, we're, we're going to uh, um, commission over in uh, Abu Dhabi and we're remobilizing there in the next couple of weeks, just to finish that punch list off. That's been handed over to the client. So that will open up to much fanfare. So, yeah, even your coaster enthusiasts will see some things happening here that, uh, how could you be a coaster uh, guy like you are and be afraid of heights for crying out loud? How does that work? <laughs> it makes for great YouTube videos. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, yeah. it's funny because I've done so many different things that involve heights and my fear has only gotten worse as I've gotten older. And so usually if I'm strap if I strap in on the ground and go like on a roller coaster, it, it doesn't it doesn't really affect me all that much. But uh, if I do something like uh, you know in Vegas years ago when uh, IAPA was down there, they had that balloon ride at the end of the uh, strip. I did it and I. I was laying down in the gondola. I was so scared, and I was like, oh, "Please wow. tell me when it's over. I can't. I can't get up and look over the edge. I'm too scared." Uh, wow. Usually, if it starts at the bottom and then goes up, I, I can usually talk myself into it. But uh, it, it definitely makes for some fun uh, YouTube videos of me screaming <laughs> and yelling, and and people love watching me panic. So. <laughs> 
And I guess just to finish that thought too on the uh, the openings, we got one more opening up in Qatar as well into a, into a mall, uh, a, a flying theater. So that'll be a fun one to open up in the, uh, as a second ride in the Middle East. Uh, uh, so it's it's a been a challenging year because of the COVID, but also uh, because we got so much that we're so many rides that we're handing over, right? Uh, to the clients and uh, so but uh, we're getting through it and, and i think it will this, uh, these rides uh we will see but i think there may uh, maybe some uh award award eligibility on these ones because they are going to they are pushing the envelope on experiential uh media-based attraction um that uh, we're pretty proud of so that's great. Uh, now, when you uh, talk about pandemic and all these things, and and obviously early on in the pandemic, we were looking at amusement parks and oh, what are they? They're pushing projects uh, further down the line, and uh, you know, for manufacturers, uh, that can be you know a tough thing because you know you're getting less sales and stuff. Was there any any way you guys were able to diversify your profile, maybe outside of the amusement industry as well, to uh, other industries? <laughs> Well, yeah, we've got one division uh, in Dynamic Technologies, the parent company, uh, and so Dynamic Attractions is a subsidiary, but another the subsidiary is Dynamic Structures, and it's more of a diversified, uh, focused on a broader market, uh, using our uh, engineering skills, our design and, and, and build engineering skills that we do use, uh, for, uh, obviously, in the, uh, in the ride side of the business as well. But Dynamic Structures has uh, originally cut its teeth on uh, building large world-class telescopes right having built more than half the world's large telescopes um, they you really do develop a competency in uh, structural and mechanical and controls that others don't have and so we're working on a, a couple of projects there that um, um, we're bidding one right now but we've, we've got another one that we're just waiting to get uh, the land approvals to move from design into construction so yeah the diversification we're, we're doing some work on the carbon capture uh, uh, you know, the, the I do expect that the ride uh, procurement part of the business, supply side of the business is going to be challenged for a period of time. Our customers have really been hurt, all of them, even the big guys. Um, and that uh, we're seeing a, a reticence towards uh, just a desire to open up and, 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 and uh, lick their wounds, right? And so I, I think that the ability and willingness to uh, commit to big programs um, is, uh, is, is a challenge. Now, having said that, um, Universal is uh, is going ahead with the Epic Park, as you're as you're aware, right? And so that's that's a good sign for the industry that that uh, that they feel uh, and they're experiencing that in in throughout Florida is that the, the people have come back to the parks. China's already experienced that; they opened up quicker and uh, because they had uh, got COVID under control there pretty quickly. So that is uh, from a domestic. You're going to see a shift in 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 tourism being more domestic oriented, right? There's going to be um, um, people staying in country more uh, in the case of Australia and whatnot they have to uh, uh, but at the moment they'll open up at some point but their vaccination rate is quite low so the ability to get into into those types of countries is, is somewhat challenging same thing getting into China somewhat challenging right but once you're in uh, it, it, uh, the, the domestic tourism over there is really, really busy. So we, I expect that and we're seeing that we're seeing that in pigeon board. We're seeing that in the Island is that they actually, uh, their numbers were, uh, the same slightly ahead of 2019, um, compared to 2020, even though they were shot for seven weeks. Mm -hmm. So I think, um, that the tour, what that tells you is that, that the guests want some fun. 
Right. And, uh, and uh, as good as some of these uh, streaming services are um, on the content side, it's not quite, uh, it's a different offering, right. Mm -hmm. Than, uh, than a shared experience that you can have with your family or friends into a, in, into a well themed immersive environment that uh, kind of can transport you to, uh, to just to a fun place with memories that uh, you just can't get at home alone. Right. You, you said something uh, earlier in that uh, statement about the world's largest telescope. I don't even know how big a telescope can get. When you say world's largest telescope, how big is that? Well, that one's 30 meters. Uh, so that when I say that, I should be somewhat specific because that's an optical telescope. The radio telescopes are different and, and can be have bigger dishes and, uh, and what have you. But uh, as far as uh, an optical telescope goes, uh, the 30-meter telescope is uh, will be the biggest. Uh, we're, uh, we did some work on a, what will be a larger one, a 42-meter telescope uh, that um, that the European um, Southern Observatories are, are putting together. But it's a it's a massive. I mean, the currently the biggest telescope is a 10-meter telescope. So you can imagine the 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 difference in scale from 10 to 30 meters and um, the light collection. Um, don't get me going on astronomy here. We got a bunch of <laughs> we got a bunch of roller coaster enthusiasts. Don't want to not astronomers. Wrong wrong program. <laughs> wrong it's amazing. Program. I just I just pulled up world's largest optical telescopes and looking at pictures. These are these are not like uh, a telescope you uh, have in your backyard. No, no, no these are <laughs> these are not for the faint of heart. Wow. Well, that, that's great. Uh, really appreciate you taking some time and telling us about the uh, project coming up at uh, the island. Really looking forward to uh, Skyfly uh, Soaring America. Uh, I don't get down to Pigeon Forge as often as I would like. I try. I want to go down like twice a year, and now I'm like every other year I get to go down. But uh, I've been seeing a lot of coaster enthusiasts checking in from Dollywood and uh, you know people back going back to the parks. All good directional changes, and uh, really look forward to. Uh, heading down there and checking out this attraction well in your case i think you should sit on the front row because uh, you won't be as high up in the air you might not be as scared you might be able to keep your eyes open for the the, the duration of the film without getting spooked uh, you got to push the fear you, you got to yeah. do it so i'm not yeah. going to be jumping off the stratosphere anytime soon yeah. but uh, nope. uh i definitely love uh love your attractions thank you very much okay. for uh, being on the show thank you for having me yeah, if you're at all a nerd like me and love technology, uh, the fact that they build telescopes uh, on, like, hilltops is a crazy thing to me. So that does it, right? That is it for this action-packed, breaking news, argument-filled podcast. <laughs> Forgot, I forgot like an hour ago we were arguing about silly things like roller coasters or not roller coasters. Which never happens when we get together. No, no, never, ever, no. Uh, thank you guys very much for listening. Uh, obviously, we appreciate you guys uh, uh, sharing your time with us, whether you're in the car, on the way to work, uh, traveling in between parks, wherever you may be listening to the Ride With Us podcast, we appreciate you guys being a part of it. And remember, if you have an idea for a segment or want to be on the podcast, just send us an email, podcast at aceonline.org. We love to hear from you. And more importantly, we'd love to see you out in the parks and hear what you think about it. Also, don't forget that minicast coming up in a couple of weeks. Iron Gwazi, Pantheon. What's going on? Why aren't they open yet? We'll find out. Well, we won't find out. We'll speculate. Well, that's true. <laughs> but until then... <laughs> Thanks again, you'll everyone. Find for... out, you'll find out when we start speculating. That's what you'll, you'll find yes. out what the speculation is. 
again, thank you everyone for tuning in and we'll see you out at the parks real soon. Bye guys. Bye.